Hello. Thank you for joining LTC DON Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing, APACN. I'm your host, Amy Stewart, Chief Nursing Officer for APACN. I am here today with Dr. Nancy Kussmall, Associate Professor at University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Dr. Kussmall joins us to discuss discharge planning to avoid hospital readmissions. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you for having me. Let's dive right in. What are the top three critical elements needed for discharge planning? Wow, just three. So I think the most important one is a deep knowledge of community resources, including resources that address social determinants of health. So for example, people being discharged don't just need their prescriptions. You as the discharging person, social worker, nurse, whoever you are, need to know whether they have a way of getting them from the pharmacy, if there's delivery in their area, and what the resources look like in their community. So that's the first one. The second is more to the person. I think you need a really clear, thorough understanding of the resident's home situation, physical layout, how they get their meals, transportation, supports, so who helps them, what they do, how often they do them. Realizing that their home life may look completely different than yours. Don't make assumptions. Ask what you need to know. And the third, which may be the most important, clear communication. Communication amongst the interdisciplinary team members about what's needed and communication with and to the resident and their family about the plan. Too often people go home and start taking the meds they have in the house, what they were taking before, or fail to follow up with a doctor because they can't get an appointment or they don't have a way to get there. Figure out what the barriers are before they leave the door and address them to encourage greater success. Thank you, Nancy. I bet there's a lot more than just the top three that you could speak about today. But on that same topic, what is often missed that contributes to hospital readmissions? I think the biggest thing that gets missed is the communication piece and checking for understanding, not just telling them about the plan, but making sure they understand the plan and have the means to make it happen. Anecdotally, at least, I would say when something gets missed, it's either because they're not sure what they should do or they can't do it because of one of the social or community barriers. Thank you for that. How do social determinants of health factor into discharge planning? I think I've hinted at this in my other answers, but social determinants of health predicts success in discharge as they do in every other health outcome. Often the factors that led to the original hospitalization are still present on discharge. And without addressing those factors, the person won't be successful. So for example, food insecurity affects someone's ability to manage chronic health conditions like diabetes. If the fall that precipitated the trip to the hospital was caused by blood sugars that were out of whack because of food access, 
all the PT in the world to strengthen, all the right prescriptions are not going to create a long-term solution to that problem unless we figure out the food access part. And that's just one example of lots of possibilities where social determinants of health impact discharge. Thank you. I also wanted to add one because I've seen this recently where I live in a rural community and here in order to get to a specialist appointment, you have to go sometimes two hours away or even four hours away and transportation is a huge barrier to getting to those appointments. So that is another thing that I would suggest our listeners look at when their discharge planning is, does this person have the transportation means to get to their appointments or get to the store as well? So that's another social determinant of health factor that people could consider for discharge planning. Before we go on to the next question, I have a follow-up to your follow-up of the previous question. Sure. And that's access to technology as a social determinant of health. Because I would imagine that in your rural community, an alternative to going two or four hours away for a specialist appointment might be a telehealth appointment. But at the community level, is there broadband access? And on the individual level, Do they have the device or knowledge of technology to be able to use the device to attend perhaps a telehealth appointment in lieu of a specialist that's some distance away? Excellent point. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Many of these issues are policy issues. If you become aware that your community lacks a particular resource that routinely affects people being discharged. I think it's up to us as health professionals to advocate for those resources. In some communities, lack of primary care is a concern. And without those services, if somebody can't follow up with a physician within a reasonable time frame after being discharged and maintain continuity of care, then that's an issue. And that's something that we have the means to advocate for. I discovered yesterday that Your organization has a tab on their website devoted to advocacy in the resource library. Professional organizations are places where like-minded professionals can come together and use their collective voices to make policy change. Often people who work directly with patients don't think that advocacy is part of their job. They think that that's something that, that the professional organizations do without them or that somebody else does. But it's really when the people on the ground tell those stories that policymakers can operationalize what that looks like in real life. And that's the only way that we can really move the changes forward that would address social determinants of health and improve discharge planning. Thank you for that information, Nancy. And thank you for joining us today and taking time out of your busy day. We appreciate that. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools for nurse leaders, please visit our website at www.aapacn.org. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the LTC DON Chat Podcast. 